All right, we are uh, brought to you by Larry King Law. Uh, coming up at five, Mark Stern, who is the uh, Capital Hoops prep basketball editor, will join us to uh, talk about Mike Jones, who reportedly will be the next Old Dominion coach, although, again, the school has yet to confirm the reports right now, but uh, all signs are pointing that direction uh, with an announcement as soon as tomorrow. So, We'll uh, we'll get to that coming up here in a little in about an hour with uh, Mark. Just you know, again, his thoughts on Mike and Mike coming to this level to coach. You know, he was obviously a very successful high school coach, been a uh, prep or been a college coach the last couple of years in the staffs at uh, Virginia Tech for two seasons and now one season at the University of Maryland uh, as well. All right, seven five seven six eight seven ninety four ninety four Ballyhoo's phone line text line as well. Forgot to mention, too, uh, once again today, Richmond Raceway tickets uh, for the Toyota Toyota Owners 400 race on March 31st. We'll give those away, so be on the listen out for that. Probably do the NASCAR tickets in the 5 o'clock hour. We also have the um, concert uh, coming up with Willie Nelson and Friends, the Outlaw Music Festival on the 20... No, that's not the 24th. It's 26th, my bad, 26th. Uh, we'll give away those tickets later on this hour as well. And we got 21 Savage tickets um, to give away, too, before we leave today. So we got a lot of tickets. Tickets, tickets, tickets. All right, 757-687-9494. Let's get to this. Um, before we uh, get to some phone calls and some text, the college football playoff contract, again, after 2025, is uncertain. But Bill Hancock saying last week that there was a need for a deal to be done next month. And... Now, apparently, there is a lot of momentum, according to an ESPN source, that uh, the mid-March deadline looms, and there's optimism for a 14-team playoff that would start in 2026, an effort to come to that agreement in coming weeks, sources say, but nothing is certain, and there's potential roadblocks, and some expected pushback as evidence of college football's own uh, path to a 12-team playoff just finally happened. The TV side of the deal has already been agreed upon in principle. Starting in 2026, ESPN is going to spend an average of nearly $1.3 billion on six playoff seasons. That leaves college football's two leadership groups, the board managers, presidents and chancellors, and managers committee and commissioners, and Notre Dame's leadership to come up with a decision to format to get a deal done. The goal is for all commissioners to reconvene uh, in a week or so to discuss it further. The format is expected to boost the automatic qualifying spots. So uh, you'll have five AQ spots in the 12 team playoff format that starts this season. And according, you know, because that's of course, because the playoff dynamic or the uh, conference dynamics have changed. It'll be just five. And according to sources, that models earn the most discussion coming out of the college football playoff in Dallas, which include three automatic qualifying spots for the big 10 and sec two for the big 12 and ACC and one for a group of five school. And that would leave five or excuse me, three at large spots to make 14. Of course, as uh, for Notre Dame, this ESPN says they will likely um, most likely option would be discussed that the fighting Irish should earn a spot in the top 14. Uh, if the committee ranks them in the top 14 on selection day. So that's what they're looking at right now. So again, three automatic SEC teams in the future of the 14 team, three automatic big 10 Two for the ACC, two for the Big 12, just one for the group of five, and then you get the three at-large spots and potentially a Notre Dame spot, depending on where Notre Dame is ranked. Now, if you're coming out of this saying, well, wow, that really puts the SEC in a Big 10 in a different place, well, it does because they have the biggest conferences. They have the most powerful TV contracts. They have you know the biggest schools now, and if they don't do something to appease them, they're probably 
in the position where they could go do their own damn thing if they wanted to. So it's not surprising. And this is going to be the pushback, I would imagine, maybe from the ACC, Big 12. And, uh, you know, I don't know if Notre Dame really has much leg to stand on. This is part of not being a member of something. But they still puts them in a good spot. At least if you're top 14, you're in. If you're not, so be it. You know, I don't know. I don't hate it. I just think it's weird that we literally are going to do a top 12, then literally in two years flip it over to this other format. You know, they were like that anxious. It's kind of weird. Kind of weird, but that is college sports. All right, let's get to uh, Dino in Virginia Beach. Not Dino down here, is it? Uh, Dino, what's happening? Dino. Dino, you're on the air, bud. Go ahead. Yes, Nino, Washington, Redskins, Washington Commanders. Just doesn't get me excited like it used to back in the 90s for some reason. Got a new coach, got another new yeah. staff coming in. But I don't know what's going to actually take to uh, get this team going in the right direction for once uh, in my lifestyle. I could tell you what it would be. Picking the right quarterback. That's what gets you excited. <laughs> get the right quarterback in there. That's what's going to do it. You have to get the quarterback right or none of this stuff matters. I mean, you can tell me Dan Quinn's a team builder, great guy, and has the best energy of anybody you know in, the, in America, but it's not going to matter if they blow that pick at number two and get some guy who can't play. I mean, they've got to nail the pick. I mean, that's all there is to it. If they don't nail the pick, they're going to be back in the quarterback pool here in another two to three years, and it probably means those guys that they just hired are going to be in danger of not having jobs. I understand that, too. Hopefully, for once, we can get a good interior lineman, too. And on the offensive side, again, I like a good top-quality Kelsey tight end in the near future, too. That'd be beautiful. Now, you need to – listen, been talking about this for a few weeks when we get into this wide receiver debate with people. Uh, Wide receivers are fine. They're wonderful. But there's more of them than there's ever been right now that are quality that come in from college and, and make immediate impacts in the NFL. I would much rather have an elite tight end uh, than an elite wide receiver. Because, again, you see the teams playing late in the seasons. They seem to have those elite tight ends. They're just a matchup nightmare. If you can find one of those guys, and obviously there's fewer of them, but it is something that really um, you know, really benefits teams. I mean, the teams that have them seem to be able to play offense a little differently and, and as they say, play uh, chess and everybody else is playing checkers. Well, we've got enough dollars out there, so hopefully for once and reiterate again in my lifestyle, we can get back there to hopefully get a ring before I perish. <laughs> <laughs> How old are you, Dino? <laughs> How old are you, man? I just turned 66 on Saturday. All right, so you're a little bit older than me. I- I'm with you, man. I mean, you know, and, and it, we were so spoiled for so long in the 90s, we didn't know, or in the 80s, you know, into the 90s, I should say. You didn't know any better, but yeah, no. I mean, I, I talk about it all the time. When I was younger, you know, all the teams I liked were winning. It seemed easy. Then it goes, you yeah. go a couple decades, you're like, well, geez, I guess this isn't guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> all right, buddy. Well, hang in there, man. Thank you. You too. All right. See you. Uh, hopefully in a couple months, we'll have good news for you. I don't know. You know look, they, they got to pick the right quarter. One of the things that's been kind of weird for me lately is um, – reading all this stuff about how Caleb Williams was mismanaged this year and how good Caleb Williams is despite some crappy schemes. And I'm like, okay, well, who's the idiot who ran the – oh, Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, so, yeah, that kind of makes me a little nervous, right, when you start thinking of it in those terms. And maybe maybe it wasn't – you know, maybe it was more so Lincoln Riley with Cliff was just doing – you know, he was working under Lincoln uh, – Lincoln's scheme. I don't know, but it kind of worries me when people continue to just trash what USC was doing. It's one thing when you say, hey, they didn't have the talent on the outside. That's fine. That that happens. But then when they say they did not put, 
you know, this quarterback in the best position, I'm like, yeah, that's not good. Uh, that is not good to hear. A little bit of smoke, and again, maybe it's just television for the sake of television, but a little bit of smoke uh, from from old Dan Orlovsky this morning on uh, the network talking about how he um, he really thinks that Jaden Daniels should be the top pick. As I've said before, I, I just the body type scares me, but if you can convince me he can slide like a baseball player and save himself and uh, put on weight, you could talk me into it because there's no question he can throw it and he can run like nobody else can uh, in the open field. And I would say this about him that it's been unfair, and I think my guy Smoot has walked this back, but I'm going to get him back on to get him on the record again. But he's not a sl- straight line runner. That's not fair. He actually has a little bit more wiggle um, than um, – He's not an RG3, in other words, in terms of the way he runs. He, he runs a little differently than Robert did, which is good news. And they finally did bring Robert into the conversation on the uh, network this morning. But that body type is just, that's not built for football. So I, I understand why people are scared about it, and it, it worries me a little bit as well. All right, 757-687-9494, 757-687-9494. All right, we're going to do this. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Uh, i got a lot of text to get to off of uh, Combine, other football items as well. Uh, it is the Scott Jackson Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio, 94.1. We are brought to you by Larry King, while injured in an accident. Call 757-INJURED, 757-INJURED. The Scott Jackson Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. All right, James is out today. Richie Somerville on the other side of the glass. Scott Jackson Show. Uh, at 5 o'clock, we'll talk to uh, Mark Stern from Capitol Hoops about Mike Jones, who reportedly will be the next Old Dominion coach. Of course, former player at ODU, DeMatha coach for almost 20 years. Virginia Tech, a couple seasons now at Maryland. Could have an announcement as soon as tomorrow uh, in the a.m., um, this is interesting um, from uh, Brooke Pryor on the X just a little uh, over uh, earlier this morning. Uh, NFL reporter for ESPN saying that um, NFLPA president J.C. Treader says that Chiefs owner Clark Hunt, who is the lowest graded owner in the NFL, it's because there was a lack of follow through on promises. For example, Treader says the team was promised a renovated locker room when they returned this season after winning the Super Bowl. Only new chairs were added. Players were told they went too far into the playoffs and didn't have time to renovate. <laughs> That's a good one. Well, they didn't have any home field advantage this year, so what's their gonna, excuse going to be? Right, right. Like they were out, right? You could have just started renovating immediately after that playoff game went over the Chiefs at that point, right? Yeah, I mean, there was uh, no Dolphins. Way. Dolphins, I mean, the Dolphins, yeah. With the Chiefs went over the Dolphins, yes, in the freezing cold. That's great. Uh, yeah, I'm, it's, it's weird, right? Like they're the best team in the in the NFL, and their owner's getting slammed, absolutely slammed. So maybe he's not a chip off the old block, you know? Uh, <laughs> it is pretty wild. Yeah, it is pretty wild. By the way, speaking of the Chiefs and stuff on X, uh, Pat, remember I told you about the overlay they just yes. did with with uh, Braden Fisk and uh, Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes apparently put out a tweet last night that said, "As the combine starts this week, all I ask is that the NFL Network doesn't show my forty overlay anymore." <laughs> To which the NFL yeah, then retweeted it, it and yeah. put the overlay that uh, I was telling you about that I yes, saw on TV here about beautiful. 20 minutes ago. Again, the best. You know, they used to bust on Brady, too, right? Like they'd show his, like, scrawny body and body type and everything. The guys did the last laugh. i never forget the story where apparently the year Peyton Manning was in the combine with, with um, Ryan Leaf. 
Peyton Manning had said, I'm not doing, you know, this weird thing. That they, I don't know if they still do it because I think they finally decided it's really creepy. Where they had the guys walking with their shirts off, basically in their underwear, and then they would spin around like, uh, you know, so everybody could get a look at, you know, how, what kind of shape they're in. Manning wasn't going to do it. And then Ryan Leaf did it before him, and apparently Leaf was just so out of shape. Manning's like, yeah, no problem. <laughs> he ripped his shirt off and walked in after after Leaf. I don't know if that's folklore, if that's true, but it's one of my favorite combine stories. All right, 757-687-9494. Tyler is mad about this Cliff Kingsbury stuff. He says he was barely on the staff at USC. He was an offensive analyst. Then why do we make a big deal about, oh, he knows Caleb Williams so well. If we're gonna, we can't have it both ways, is my point. If, if he was part of the offense... With Caleb Williams, then he's got to wear some of that. And if he wasn't, then why do we care that he was at a USC? What did he do? Just look pretty up in the press box? I mean, come on. If you're the offensive analyst and the offense stinks, don't you have to tell your bosses, hey, as the analyst of this offense, your offense stinks. I keep being here about the great relationship and all this stuff. He didn't know the offense was terrible and the scheme was bad. Just saying, dude, that might concern you, should concern you if you like this franchise. Uh, ben Sanat uh, from Kansas State is Tyler's future elite tight end of the NFL. We'll have to get, we'll have to uh, do some uh, digging on that. We, I know somebody with a Kansas State program. I'll look into that. Um, by the way, somebody off of the kid from Texas Tech who said that there's he didn't believe in outer space. He, all this tells me that you're really good at sports and you don't learn a damn thing from your free ride in college. He was definitely not in the NASA program. I can tell you that he didn't take astronomy 101. No, he did not even take astronomy 050. Apparently. Um, uh, our man Pittsburgh Ross says, shout out to everyone who has a birthday today, like my cousin Rob. He's 14 today. He was born in 68. <laughs> Those are the best. Ross also telling us the difference between cats and dogs is that canine a canine thinks, wow, they feed me, they walk me, they take care of me. They must be a god. The cat thinks, wow, they feed me, they, they play with me, they clean my litter box. I must be a god. <laughs> Oh, man, that's good. I'm okay, when did when did we talk about cats and dogs? I don't know, but Ross, I'd like to share some of his stuff. Some, every once in a while, you know? All right, cool. It's interesting, yeah. <laughs> just, but he just thinks cats of... are, are kind of arrogant, which I, I don't disagree with. You know, I don't disagree with. I'm not trying to hurt Bill and Williamsburg's feelings, but I'm just saying. Uh, Greg in Gloucester says, why, why, what do you think about Hunt being the worst? Oh, no, he's an F-minus owner. I just think it's interesting. And it doesn't even seem to hurt them because of Andy Reid and having the best quarterback. You know, I, I think it's wild to think that the best organization is getting the lowest grades. I mean, they do have older facilities. I understand that. But it's just kind of wild, right? It, it is pretty interesting that, uh, that he's been getting clubbed so hard for two consecutive years. Uh, 757 says, I think the Patriots drabbed J.J. McCarthy at three. Another Michigan quarterback to come lead the franchise. That would be quite a leap. Like, I've seen J.J. McCarthy in the first round. Uh, I've seen J.J. McCarthy just outside of the top ten, but I have not heard anybody say top three. But this is the time of year where we'll start to see if these, you know, mock drafters know what the hell they're talking about. And sometimes they don't, right? Like, I mean, they don't really have a a clue one as to uh, what they're talking about until we hear. Now, I'll say this. Two seasons ago, when everybody was down on the quarterback draft, the, the mockers were pretty good because they, they didn't have all but Kenny Pickett in round one, and that's how it worked out. And we had to wait till Desmond Ritter, what was he, round three, you know, until the next one was taken. So that was a big gap. I thought that year, I was like, I don't know. Every year we hear, you know, we, usually there's always quarterbacks overdrafted, but that was not the year it took place. So the mockers have gotten a little bit smarter with that kind of stuff. Now, I, I do think the, the, these guys that are mocking up the drafts, Evan McCarthy in round one, are hearing it from somebody. I don't, I don't think they just made it up on their own. 
I think there's definitely there's some NFL scouts and front office folks that have been going around watching college football this year and last year and saying, you know what, this guy's a first round talent. You know, he might not have the production numbers these other guys have because he wasn't asked to throw it as much, but they see that there. And I will be interested to see which team makes that uh, takes the bite of the apple and how quickly it takes place. But and I don't know. I mean, and how much of this if we didn't if we didn't have a Tom Brady in our lives, right, from Michigan, would we not be gassing up JJ McCarthy this month? Much? I don't know. I wonder. I wonder how much of it is the Brady thing. Yet nobody goes, you know, everybody's nobody's in love with Texas Tech quarterbacks anymore off of Pat Mahomes, though. <laughs> Notice that. Notice that. And actually, Pat Mahomes, remember, at that time was kind of being discounted somewhat because, oh, this air raid offense is such a gimmicky, goofy thing. You know, people were even pulling back into the run and shoot days, you know, bringing up Andre Ware's name and some of the other run and shoot quarterbacks and stuff like that. But clearly the Chiefs had a pretty darn good, uh, beat on all that everybody was knocking him down they were they were ready to uh, build him up as well uh anyway uh seven five seven six eight seven ninety four ninety four seven five seven six eight seven ninety four ninety four and again if you missed the open today uh more reports that mike jones is going to be uh the next coach at old dominion i just uh, got a text here from somebody saying this thing's going down tomorrow so uh, mike jones uh gonna be ODU's next coach, and with the Maryland schedule this weekend, I believe they play on Sunday, probably makes a lot of sense to knock this thing out tomorrow because he does have a, fi- a season to finish uh, with the Terps as well. So uh, Mike Jones reports, um, sources have told us this is getting done. He will be introduced tomorrow as the uh, Old Dominion head coach. So exciting. That did not, as we predicted, you could make this thing simple, and they chose to do that, uh, bringing in the former guard who was uh, part of two NCAA tournament teams, two CAA championship teams. It was all colonial tournament honors as well. Uh, they were in the tournament in 92 and of course 95 as well. Uh, with him here, played with Coach Purnell and also obviously came in with and uh, played with uh, Jeff Capel's teams. Um, the team that knocked off Villanova in 95. So Mike Jones comes in. Um, you know, it's he's taken over a team that had a rough season. They have some players that could come back. They have some, you know, some recruits that are highly regarded coming in. Obviously, has to re-recruit them. The transfer portal window, I believe, is the 18th, if I remember correctly, from what Sealy told us the other day. So they've got about three weeks ish, a little bit less, uh, on the run up of that to, you know, lock in those guys and then to make some uh, real quick evaluations here and and then obviously put the staff together, just as importantly. As uh, being introduced, I'm sure he's got some leans on that situation. And uh, exciting times. Glad, glad for Mike. And we'll talk more about his uh, rise. And again, what he did at Dematha, I, I just you know people go, oh, with well, Dematha, of course you go in there. No, I mean he literally followed <laughs> the greatest high school coach in the D.C. area and maybe nationally in Morgan Wooten. I mean it was not an easy pair of shoes to fill. And you know. It wasn't like there were people like, well, I don't know, man, is this really the right hire? You know, they're kind of looking at it funny when it happened. And not only did he have that program stay at an extremely high level, and I mean, he exceeded some of the benchmarks that uh, the great Morgan Wooten had as well over his time there. 
All right, 757-687-9494, 757-687-9494. So uh, more news, and I think the pilot now has this as well. Yep, they do as well on uh, Mike Jones going to be the uh, next uh, head coach at Old Dominion uh, with the announcement coming up tomorrow. All right, you can hit us up via the X as well at Jackson Sports. We'll check back in on the uh, poll question in regards to the NFL Combine. If you look, if you want to lie, you know, if you, you don't want it out in the public that you watch the Combine, that's fine. But somebody is. I don't know where you are. Maybe they're, maybe it's a bunch of um, unicorns that uh, roam the earth that we're unaware of. But apparently, somebody's watching it year in and year out because it's it seems to do very well in terms of TV ratings. So. I don't know where the people are, but nobody wants to at least admit to it. All right. Uh, we've got tickets to give away, too, between now and 7 o'clock tonight. We've got three different sets of tickets. Um, first, we have the Richmond race tickets. I'm going to save those for the 5 o'clock hour. Uh, we got the race coming up. Toyota Owners 400, which will take place in Richmond on March 31st. So be on the listen out for that. We've got... Um, also, the uh, tickets to Willie Nelson's show, the uh, Outlaw concert series coming up on um, June 6th. So uh, be on the list and out for that as well uh, between uh, now and 7. And, of course, we got Savage 21 ticks for you too. So a little bit of everything. A little bit of everything for you today here on the program. We'll probably give away a pair this hour uh, when it comes to um, – the uh, Outlaw Music Festival. So be listening out for that. June 26th. Why do I keep saying the 6th? My apologies. June 26th. So Outlaw Music Festival 2024. Willie Nelson and family. Bob Dylan's there. Robert Plant's there. Allison Krause is there. And you could be there. Thanks to us. Uh, but you have to be ready to dial when we tell you to do so. All right. We'll take a break. We'll come back uh, on the other side. The Jets are making some serious accusations about... One of the chief Super Bowl heroes. We'll get to that next year. Scott Jackson, your priority to sports radio. 94.1. We're brought to you by Larry Kinglaw. Uh, Richie Somerville, Scott, your sports center. The Scott Jackson Show will return after this timeout on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. All right, we are uh, brought to you by uh, Larry King Law. Again, uh, Mark Stern will talk about the uh, hire of uh, Mike Jones with us at the top of the hour from Capitol Hoops. Covered him uh, extensively at uh, DeMatha over the years in D.C. So we'll look forward to talking to him about what uh, we could expect from Mike Jones, the head coach. Uh, soon to be named here at Old Dominion as soon as tomorrow uh, this will be announced. All right, um, the poll question of the day on the X at ESPN Radio 941. Brought to you by Dominion Floor Covering. Um, how much of the combine will we watch right now? Still 55% of you pretending you will not watch any of it with uh, 32.7 saying some of it, 6.1 close to all of it. And then we have the others replying below, and in most of which – they're really not replying anything. They're just being funny. Um, by the way, the other Brian in Chesapeake says, drink for every double entendre during the combine. <laughs> That's good. Greg and Gloucester says, it's on NFL Network. Most people don't have it. Is that true? Do people, most people don't have NFL Network still? I thought everybody had NFL Network now. Uh, if you're on uh, Cox in this market, it's on their extra tier. So What number? What channel is it on a Cox, by the way? 224. Because I can't find it in here. Yeah, uh, yeah, you, you don't, you don't have the, you've got the smaller cable box. Oh, I don't have the full package. In, my, in, the, in the studio, I don't get to watch it. Yeah. Interesting. In, your, in this studio, you do. Pro, I got a Pro Bowlers thing on in some channel I just went to. Um, and, of course, the NBA Today, which I feel like is on in a loop sometimes. Well, at least Get Up's no longer on today. They show that like four straight hours at some point, And then, you know, first take gets played multiple times, too, I think. 
Uh, you know, sometimes you just want to run a sports center. You know what I mean? By the way, did you see the not top or the top ten last night? ODU made it. The top ten plays. Actually, it was App State's play, but ODU was in it. Um, no, it's number five. All right, uh, seven five seven six eight seven ninety four ninety four. K Dub says just the highlights for me, please, in terms of the combo. Yeah, it's fair. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm more interested in the uh, reports and the you know like. Those kind of things. Again, the RAS score does nothing for me. I mean, last year there were a lot of folks fired up about the RAS scores, and clearly the NFL has not moved on it anymore either. Uh, with some of these RAS scores, you know, it, it's whatever. Did you play well? Were you were you healthy? Were you contributor? Did you did your tape match all that stuff? Your RAS score that's what should matter. And uh, at the end of the day, in in a lot of cases, it did matter, right? Um. By the way, Greg and Gloucester says you could take a shot every time J.J. McCarthy throws a ball <laughs> at the combine. Yeah, you could do that. Is he going to throw? He's actually going to throw. He's actually one of the guys competing. Uh, Bo Nix is going to throw because apparently his senior bowl did not go the best. You know, uh, Michael Penix is not, right? He's not going to throw. Or is he going to throw? You know, the one thing I'll say about the senior bowl and all those other postseason all-star bowl games, are the final scores like always 13-6? to six? Does anybody on offense ever have a good game in right. one of those games? Well, it is like, you know, it is not a sport like you just throw guys together and play well. At, you know what I mean? There's 11 of them. It's a little different than basketball. Hey, I got five guys, you know what I mean? Or hockey. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it isn't uh, like, I've always wondered, like, why are we even playing the game? You know, I mean, they do all these one-on-ones throughout the week and everything. I'm always like, do we really need the game? I mean, fortunately, we haven't had like some devastating senior bowl injury or anything in a while. I mean, but it is kind of goofy, like, that you're going to try to play that way. And it's very hard to, you know, teach systems to a guy oh guys that play in different systems suddenly and then hey let's just do this for this week uh it's just uh really really weird uh that it's going on by the now um it's uh we're at the point now where everybody is reporting on the mike jones thing jeff uh borzello also saying it now pete thamel uh as well has jumped on it as uh it is spreading like a wildfire that uh mike jones again the next head coach at Old Dominion, the alum, uh, not not the other Mike Jones, the real Mike Jones, as I refer to him as, will be uh, introduced tomorrow, the announcement tomorrow as well. All right, good enough. We'll talk again to Mark Stern at 5, more about uh, Mike Jones, the coach, and obviously exciting day for uh, Monarch Nation to get this behind him. We have an interview with Jason Wade at 6 o'clock, and I'll, I will warn you right now, we're not talking about Mike Jones or Jason Wade because we it was interviewed, uh, it, it was interviewed, or it, the interview was done earlier. But again, I can uh, tell you with certainty that uh, this will happen tomorrow. It's exciting and good to see. All right, let's do this before we. Um, I'm going to put the call cue to call here in a bit, but we got to clear out the phone lines first. All right, let's get to Bill Williamsburg, who's got some uh, court storming thoughts. What's up, Bill? Or maybe not. Bill's gone. Bill is gone. That's all right. I'm afraid that was my fault. That's fine, Bill. You know what? Bill's cat might have hung up on him. All right, let's do this. Uh, 757-687-9494. Let's get the second caller right now. You want to go see Willie Nelson and family at the uh, Outlaw Festival 2024. Uh, have at it. 757-687-9494. 757-687-9494. We'll give away those tickets uh, right now um, on the program. But you got to be caller number two and tell Richie that you want to go June 26th, the um, Outlaw Music Festival. Coming to Veteran United Home Loans Amphitheater. 
Uh, tickets will go on sale tomorrow at LiveNation.com, but we got a pair for you right this very second. But you got to be the second caller in uh, in order to do so. All right, 757-687-9494. All right, can we grab Bill now? Can I have him on the air while you're doing that other thing? Without messing anything up. All right, let's get Bill in. What's up, Bill? Hey, Scott, I don't know if that's me or not. I got a button I hit on the side of my phone. Now I guess maybe I know what that's for. Now, <laughs> now you know what it's for. That's right. That's, now you know what it's for. What's up, buddy? What do you got for me? I learned the hard way. Always learned the hard way. I had a dream, uh, too. Uh, you know, Skippy had a dream the other night that the Commanders won uh, the Super Bowl. And I had a dream uh, last night also about how to stop the storming or how may uh, may would be a possibility of stopping the storming of the court. Um what they could do is just with about uh, when the clock hits zero on an upset, uh, hit the main power switch, <clears throat> main power switch to the court, so that all the lights go out and everything goes black and no one can see in in, in front of them or in, at all. <laughs> and then they announce they can announce over they can announce over the center, you know they can announce so stay in your seats, and the power will come on in one minute. And then they'll have a countdown when it gets down to one minute on the top of the court. There'll be a, a numbers up there coming to countdown. And there was this two, one, boom. The lights come on again, bright lights again. And there in the, on all, each corner of the court will be an AI robot. And the AI robot, the main speaker, will say, human scum, stay in your seats. Do not, do not attempt to uh, come on the court. Uh, if you, we are the Pipers, P-I-P-E-R-S. You've heard you've heard the figurative of pay to piper. Yes. Well, we are the literal pay to pipers. So anyone comes on the court and and then the one does this good Clint Eastwood expression. Uh, yeah, make our day. And then and then he says, I didn't think so. Uh, so then they say, okay. And, and by the way, um, you can get your tickets up in the um, entrance uh, when you come in again and uh, give them. You can get ten percent off if you mention the word piper. So then they become real friendly. But but that would be a way maybe the AI would stop the uh, you know uh, just a dream but okay it was kind of so scary. it's AI it's pretty yeah. deep all right yeah uh, it's a little, little scary though uh, it is a little scary all right all right buddy have a good one that is scary <laughs> AI is taking over the world man I don't know I don't know it feels pretty wild pretty wild all right seven five seven six eight seven ninety four ninety four yeah some days you just wonder like what's going on in bill's world right i mean it's just really fascinating fascinating look in man lives with a talking cat and uh yeah. and has uh some very interesting dreams well while you were doing that yes uh scott Wait, was a winner nice congrats Scotty. to scott yeah beautiful where's where's scott scotty from virginia beach scotty in virginia beach nice all right so the uh outlaw 24 24 music festival uh, coming up on the 26th of June. Again, tickets on sale tomorrow at LiveNation.com. All right, so we'll give away um, more tickets later on. we got 21 Savage tickets away for their show. And uh, next hour, we'll give away the Toyota Owners 400 uh, tickets uh, to the event coming up at Richmond on March 31st. So be uh, ready for that. All right, some very interesting um, accusations coming out from the New York Jets about one of the chief Super Bowl heroes. We'll dive into that coming up. Um, on the text line real quick, um, Greg and Gloucester asking, do other, here's a stupid question, but do other sports do combines? Yeah, I mean, the NBA has their combine. Um, the National Hockey League, do they have a combine? I think they do have some sort of camps. I don't know if they call it a combine, but they have like so many minor league systems, maybe they don't have to. But yeah, the NBA has the, the they do actually call it a combine, or they call it the camp, Chicago camp, and they go there and they get measured and, they work out. Well, some of them do, 
but yeah, I mean, it, it is not quite the spectacle the NFL one has become, but the NBA's is probably the closest thing, I would say, to it. Now, the other sports, again, keep in mind they have these things called minor leagues, so they don't have to go through all that stuff. The NHL does have a scouting combine June 2nd through the 8th. There you go. We never see it, though. I guess if you get NHL Network, you might see it. I'm not even sure if they even televise it, because, of course, at that moment, they're deep into the – that's around conference finals Stanley Cup time. Yeah, that's true. Uh, By the way, Greg Glosser said as soon as the clock hits zero, they need to uh, shoot up walls like hockey or nets like baseball. Well, Rich, you showed me the picture the other day. Back in the old days, they had cages, right? Like like, there was like like a chain link fence around basketball. It was chicken wire, as I remember it. Chicken wire. How about that? Now, one of the stories I had read... From like the 1920s, there used to be a really good professional yeah. basketball league in eastern Pennsylvania. You know, Hazleton, Bethlehem, Scranton, all those towns had teams. And, of course, they would attract a lot of coal miners on Friday nights. And what they would do is they would wear those carbine light helmets into the... Into oh, the, no. They would heat up nails and poke guys through the through the chicken wire <laughs> as they were trying to inbound basketball. Nice. Yes. Nice, nice. And we make fun of the soccer fans internationally all the time over here. Apparently it was really crazy back then. Yeah, they had nothing else to do. All right, uh, 757-687-9494. All right, why are the Jets so ticked off uh, at a former player of theirs? We'll get to that coming up next year. Scott Jackson, Show Priority on Sports Radio 94.1. We are brought to you by Larry King Law. You are listening to the Scott Jackson Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. All right, welcome back. Um, Again, if you're just joining us today, news has uh, been confirmed. There's a report earlier uh, about something called coaching changes on the X and uh, has been confirmed by uh, Old Dominion sources. That is, in fact, happening. Mike Jones will be the next coach. Uh, Introduction tomorrow. And uh, we'll talk a lot about Mike and what we can expect here as the new coach when he takes over the program. Uh, when we uh, talk to um, Mark Stern at uh, 5 o'clock from Capitol Hoops, Billy Mann, who covered Mike, uh, was doing the radio analysis back when Mike played here uh, in the 90s with John Castleberry and Rick Kiefner, and he'll be with us, Billy Will, at 5.35. So got a lot of uh, stuff to get to on uh, Mike's arrival back home, if you will, coming back to campus. So excited for him. I I know this was something that he had – Certainly uh, wanted if it, it was, it was going to happen, and I'm glad it, glad it has worked out for him. So excited to hear that, and I'm assuming we'll hear from him himself tomorrow uh, on this very show. All right, 757-687-9494, 757-687-9494 if you want to hit us up. Uh, interesting story that has come out. Miko Harmon's been making a lot of news lately. He told the story about how lousy the Jets were and, um, you know, how basically they were just running, like as a lot of us knew, like the Aaron Rodgers offense last year. And I think he was taking a shot at uh, Nathaniel Hackett and some of the things that he was um, discussing the other day on the podcast with uh, Ryan Clark in a wide-ranging interview on The Pivot. And um, apparently he said something to uh, (laughs) – last season he told the Chiefs to come get him. And a remark, uh, and apparently Jets manager Joe Douglas says, I'll just say those comments definitely resonated with us. It's unclear whether or not the Jets will pursue tampering charges or not. But in their wide-ranging interview hosted by Ryan Clark, uh, Hardman was critical of the Jets' culture, detailed their issues with the team. He said he was so frustrated by his lack of playing time in Week 4 at a home game against the Chiefs. I'm telling you right now, 
I was so checked out, like it was over. I had already talked to the GM, Veach, and Pat Mahomes, and like, come get me. Two weeks later, of course, he was traded to the Chiefs. He wound up catching the game-winning uh, touchdown in the Super Bowl. Of course, according to NFL rules, players are not permitted to have contact with their teams, players, or coaches. That's uh, considered tampering. It could result in a loss of draft picks. Hardman was a second-round pick of the Chiefs in 2019. Played with them through 2022, winning two Super Bowls. Left as a free agent in 2023. One-year, $4.5 million deal. We expected to contribute as the third or fourth receiver, but barely got on the field in one catch in five games. Uh, lost his punt returning job to Xavier Gibson as well. Uh, by Tuesday night, Hard- Hardman's uh, comments uh, from the podcast had gained traction on social media, prompting his reply on the X. Never had talks with Casey before the trade deadline, so we can clear that up, he said. The Jets handled my trade on their own and did the right thing by sending me back to KC. On the podcast, Harbin said he had uh, been tipping. The tipping point was the Chiefs games. He said he'd refused to return punts because he felt uh, that the special teams coordinator, Brant Boyer, uh, had misled him about punt returning his job in camp and didn't have enough time to repair when asked on the night of the Chiefs game to step in for Gibson, who had tweaked his ankle a few days earlier. Uh, Gibson or Hardman said he was dealing with an injury of his own, hyperextended pinky. <laughs> that made it hard to catch the ball. I'm not catching for that man, Boyer, he said, but Harvin said at the time. He said, Robert Sala tried to convince him. He said the Boyer made threatening remarks to him, saying, I'm going to remember this. Recounting the exchange, Harvin laughed, saying that it was nothing the Jets could do because he had already checked out mentally. He said he disliked the Jets' experience because of the lies and the way they handled me. I don't like it at all. Uh, at least one member of the Jets took umbrage with Hardman's criticism. Punter uh, Thomas Morstead said on the X, be careful getting information from disgruntled former employees. Getting beat out by a rookie free agent after being guaranteed millions of dollars is tough to deal with. Entitlement's a killer of opportunity. You have to earn it every year. Douglas, meanwhile, declined to uh, address Hardman's criticisms as well. Interesting. Interesting stuff. Well, they're not too happy with Miko Hardman. But the stuff that he said that is not in here, but I saw the cuts this morning, uh, was kind of interesting. You know, it was kind of interesting that um, he was, you know, really dogging whatever it is their quote scheme was offensively, and just that they were just getting people that Aaron Rodgers wanted them to get. Which, yeah, I mean, we all saw it in real time. It was happening. It's not surprising. And then he said that the once Aaron became injured, they had nothing to do. They had no offensive identity, which is true, right? I mean, they really were clueless once Aaron got injured. You know, in week one, they never really found any footing in terms of their offense. So, anyway, I I don't know. I, is that is that enough evidence to get draft picks out of them? I don't feel like it is. Seems kind of weak. Guy saying he's checked out, didn't want to go. Come get me. Is that really the smoking gun? I think there's a lot of guys who are like that and haven't said it, though. Yeah. Well, that's true, too. That is true. I mean, it could have been worse. He could have done a strip tease going off the field in, in, in <laughs> at the Jets game like, you know, <laughs> like, you know, like Antonio Brown did. You know, it could have been worse. But he was smart enough not to do that because he was able to land with the Chiefs and win a Super Bowl. But very interesting, you know. And, and by the way, rewinding to the uh, rewinding to that game against um, against the Bills. Remember, Hardman was the one who fumbled in the end zone. You know, right right through the end zone. We we're just talking about that play earlier. Um, he could have been literally the goat had they lost that game. And I'm not going to you know not, not moving on to the postseason. Then people would have been freaking out about it. So 
Anyway, that was the fumble touchback that nobody's changing the rules for. I thought that was a weird call. And I love Andy Reid, but I was like, kind of weird by Andy Reid to do that. Like, you've been killing them with the run getting down, you know, throughout the day. And, you know, Pacheco's been really good between the tackles. And then you get that that guy touch the ball down there. You know, a smaller player trying to reach out and then, bam, gets popped. And it ends up being a big disaster. Anyway, all right, 757-687-9494. Uh, Mark Stern from Capital Hoops will join us coming up at the top of there. Again, if you're just joining us, Mike Jones, uh, it has been confirmed. Uh, early report is going to be the next Old Dominion head basketball coach. We have uh, been given confirmation on that and look forward uh, to that presser tomorrow. And also, uh, you know, hear from Mike Jones at that point. And obviously, I would imagine um, Woodseed League will address this tomorrow. And, you know, people are saying, wow, this moved really quickly, but. Again, did it move quickly or did, again, Jeff Jones give them a little bit more of a heads up than just Monday, which I think he did. And they clearly knew who the people they were that uh, they wanted to talk to in this thing. So uh, we'll be uh, interested to see that. But the intro presser tomorrow uh, is going to be early in the morning. It looks like a 1045 from what I'm hearing. So that will be uh, tomorrow. And again, I would imagine they got to do it early because Mike has a weekend still with the Terps. Uh, to deal with too, I believe they have Indiana on Sunday at um, up at Maryland for their game. Watched Terps last night. Um, frustrating game against Northwestern. Very frustrating. Lost. And they're again, they're a team that absolutely has to win the Big Ten tournament, or they got no shot to do anything in the postseason. All right, seven five seven six eight seven ninety four ninety four. We'll get to Richie's update here in a minute, and then again, Mark Stern Capital Hoops to join us. Billy Mann's going to also join us, of course. Billy on the. Uh, TV broadcast of myself, Rodeo, former player and former radio analyst back when Mike Jones was playing uh, in the Purnell and um, Jeff Capel days when John Castleberry was calling the game. So Billy will uh, break it down with us coming up uh, next hour as well. All right, um, 757-687-9494. Keep the text coming. I'll get to some of you. I know I'm kind of behind on them. I promise I'll get back to them. Hope you're having a good leap day. Uh, good to have you aboard with us uh, here on the show. Uh, Scott Jackson, show Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Uh, we will have the uh, Richmond Raceway tickets to give away coming up in the 6 o'clock hour as well. But uh, Mark Stern coming up on the other side to talk all things Mike Jones with us. And Mike Jones, again, to be introduced tomorrow officially as the new Old Dominion head basketball coach. Uh, coming up here, Scott Jackson, show priority on a sports radio 94.1, brought to you by Larry Kingwall, injured in an accident. Call 757-INJURED, 757-INJURED. Richie Somerville's got your sports center.